0: You're listening to the Class on Grass podcast. Check out our website at classongrassmedia.com and become a patron for extra benefits.
1: Oh, yeah. Welcome back to um, the Class on Grass podcast, season two, episode 16. Today is a big day because
0: the FA Cup was happening this weekend, and that's the biggest tournament this yeah. world has ever seen, mm. to be honest. No, but today is a big day because we are going to be having our fan quiz later. So seriously look forward to that. We have James coming on, which is awesome. He entered. We had a few other entries, and unfortunately they weren't picked because we could only pick one person. But for all you guys that entered and didn't get picked, please enter next month Mm -hmm. with a chance to win a free mug or a T-shirt, whatever you want. Um, And, yeah, you can have a chance to be on the podcast and answer a few questions. Who doesn't want to do that? Like we, Who doesn't
1: want to talk to us?
0: Ex- who Okay, realistically speaking, who doesn't want to use 20 minutes on a Sunday mm-hmm. to talk to us, answer a few questions about footy, and possibly win something? Yes. It seems It seems like a perfect concoction for the best weekend you've had all year. I agree. Exactly, exactly. Um,
1: so before we kind of get into the new stuff, we had a question on our Instagram from last episode about Rashford. Uh, and it was Eli who said, what's your thoughts about Rashford being named the most valuable player in the world? And that comes from CIES Football Observatory.
0: Yeah, they they do they use this algorithm system, I believe, that I have no idea if it's backed up completely in any way by evidence or many something. Many articles even. about it. Ma- though, many so. articles say. I don't know how they do it, though. Yeah. But they have... The, the most valuable players in the world, Marcus Rashford, sitting at number one with $150 million as his valuation. And the players coming in behind him are Erling Holland at two, Trent at three, Bruno at four, and Mbappe at five. I'm actually super surprised to see Trent. That list looks fine except for Trent. I'm confused at
1: why, he, especially considering his recent performances. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm even more surprised about Rashford being number one, well, to yeah, be honest. That, that's like, true. You know, everyone says Mbappe is like next, he's going to be the next superstar like Ronaldo. And well, and Holland is looking to be on that track yeah, as well. So, Rashford, I'm just very surprised because it's not like he's been incredible for Manu. He hasn't been bad, but I, I don't know. That was very surprising to see when that came out.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing to look at in this would be the age of these players. Holland. And Trent and Mbappe and Rashford are all quite young. Mm-hmm. So, how old is Bruno Fernandez? Because I'd be interested to see, because I feel like he might be an exception to this list well, considering his age. I feel like He's he is old, young. You know?
1: Yeah. I feel like he is young, though, but he just looks old. He looks incredibly
0: old. He looks <laughs> Not really old.
1: Yet. But I don't know. I think I wouldn't be surprised if he was around maybe a couple of years older. He's
0: actually
1: 26 years old. Yeah, so he's okay. he's quite a bit older than the rest of them.
0: Rashford being 23, Trent and Holland and Mbappe maybe all around 22 or 23. So but he's been
1: like, arguably like one of
0: the best. Yeah, that's the players. Thing. I mean, he, he's clearly one of the best in the world. But I mean, there's other players that are performing maybe better than four others on that list yeah. that aren't that aren't valued as high. And I think that's because of his age. And I saw in an article that. The valuations were based on contract length, how good they're performing, and how young they are. So for Bruno Fernandez to get on that list is ridiculous, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, he has a long contract because he's recently signed, but still, like, he's 26. So
1: yeah, uh, that, that's good for thank him. Thank you for the question, though. Yeah, uh, thanks, Eli, for the question. We uh, didn't even really know that until you asked, and we looked into
0: it. Yeah, we looked into it this morning, and we were like, wow, that, I mean, it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. But. Yeah, thanks for sending in the question. If you guys want to send in questions, you can through our DMs, Instagram comments, YouTube comments, whatever you want. We'll try to get it answered. Uh, so, yeah, that that's the question. But really what happened this week mostly, there was a Premier League break for all of you fantasy fans who knew that you didn't really have to do anything this week. Nice break yeah. for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a Premier League break for the FA Cup, which, I mean, do you think it's better than an international break? Yes. I think I think it's pretty close. I think they're both i i just love
1: watching like <laughs> the lower teams, lower league teams play because yeah. they're just you've never seen them before and they're all just regular guys yeah and no, just it's... if they like play incredible it's so fun to watch like Chorley fc or something like that uh beat oh, what was it um it was either like maybe swansea or, or darby they beat darby yeah and they're a non-league team yeah and their um, post game song, kind of like Wonderwall, is for Minnesota United. Was like Adele's song. <laughs> I don't know which one it was, but they just screaming in the locker room an Adele song, and you know that's very I mean hard time to of their say. life. Yeah,
0: time of their life. Like if you're a non league team and you beat even Swansea, who are championship at the yeah. moment, like time of your life. And I mean, funny. Me and my dad. My dad has gotten into watching the cycling goalkeeper, mm-hmm. uh, Ben Foster. If you don't know who that is, he has started doing YouTube videos along with his footballing career. He puts a GoPro in the net and he usually vlogs his trips, uh away games, home games, all that kind of stuff. And my dad, we like planned to watch this, this Watford Man United game to see Ben Foster. And then Ben Foster was on the bench the whole game. So Yeah. Unfortunate scenes there, but there was a few pretty good FA Cup games coming from uh Liverpool-Aston Villa first. I mean, we have to talk about that one. Although Liverpool won. uh, 4-1? Yeah? Yeah. Uh, It it was really cool to see, especially at halftime. I know we posted about it on our Instagram. We said, football is beautiful. And we explained the situation. But, you know, to to have a team that is coached by the under-18s coach at Aston Villa. Yeah. And that had a combination of the under-18s and under-23s. That... At halftime, went 1 1 with Liverpool's first team Saudi Omane, Mohamed Salah. Their
1: strongest
0: team. Yeah, I mean, the only player that was out, I mean, you could say, I think Simkos was playing, maybe he wasn't, but I don't think Rabo was playing at the time. Uh, yeah.
1: Nico Williams was playing. Oh, was he? Yeah. Was he? And Curtis Jones.
0: Yeah, so they had some players that don't normally play if they were, like, playing a Champions League final. Yeah. But, like, a strong, strong Liverpool side yeah. who won the Premier League last year that they are competing with, I, in my opinion, this shows how close in level the play is between Championship League One, Premier League, U23 Premier League, PL2, that's also what it's called. Yeah. Uh, I, it just shows the relationship in quality, and it's, in my opinion, I, I would like to hear what you think about this, but the biggest difference between a Premier League player and a U23 PL2 player or someone of that quality would just be consistency
1: yeah i i mean looking at it you can tell they're very young based on also like you do see a lot of players gain a lot of muscle yeah as they go into their 20s and all these kids are like 17 18 yeah 100% and like they're much skinnier but like the skill is there oh 100% and i think just that extra physicality which the premier league brings compared to just u23 u18 games i think that is a big step is like using your body a lot more because you know there are 16 year olds who are like incredibly skilled but you know they just can't keep up with the pace of like the top leagues i feel like yeah Um, no totally and that might just be the difference
0: but uh, something i find interesting is that Mesa ozil is not doing it but uh socrates or socrates however you want to pronounce it i feel like it's really used both ways with yeah. the Arsenal center back as well as uh, who was the other player who was playing for the under 23s at Arsenal there was one other I can't quite remember I remember talking about it with Paul for a little bit um, but uh-huh. they have two of their like pretty like trademark stars over at Arsenal mm-hmm. that came in for big money and are on contracts over like two or three mil a year that are sitting and playing U 23 football and not even doing insane. Yeah, you know, I just think that's really interesting to see. It was the player who got in a fight with like a sixteen year old though. That's the other one I'm trying to think of. There, there was a there was like there's like a <laughs> yeah there's like a Arsenal um, Arsenal previous starter who with Mikel Arteta's arrival hasn't been playing and is playing U23 and actually got in a fight with a sixteen year old. I
1: heard about that. I don't know who that was. I can't remember. Yeah.
0: I, I can't remember at this point in time, but. Um, I want to say Granite Jaka, but he would never. He he's a captain of that side. Yeah, like I like I want to say his name, but it's not him. I know it's not him. But yeah, just that whole. I mean, going back to the game, that Liverpool Aston Villa game was super fun to watch. Unfortunately, the Villa couldn't go through, and hopefully, their first team comes out of quarantine all healthy and good, as well Mm -hmm. as their coaching staff. But cool to see and. Maybe we'll see more of that in the future. COVID brings us a lot of really weird stuff yeah, these days. it's super weird crazy stuff. Crazy year,
1: but um, also what just happened this morning before recording, Crawley Town beat Leeds 3-0. Um, it's weird with Leeds because they play good football, but they concede like crazy. Yeah. And Bielsa is still considered like one of the best managers in the world.
0: I don't know why. I think the only reason is because of them painting the the way to training from his house to the training ground on the side of the road. Well, like, so their
1: attacking play is very. Oh, it's
0: unbelievable! I think you can put it up there with top ten attacking uh, sides in the world. But But I mean, defensively they're so poor, so
1: open, so poor. It's crazy. Like I don't even think their defense is bad. It's just they leave them so exposed. Yeah, because they're attacking so much that you know it was similar with fulham um when they first went up a couple of years ago uh they're playing like like man city in the championship and then they come up to the premier league they try to play the same way and they just get torn apart and they get yep. relegated and but leeds
0: I, won't get relegated
1: no they actually they're scraping more points than fulham the, did the but, problem
0: is they beat the lower sides by so much yeah they know. are
1: they are winning games of teams below
0: them yeah, and that's because Which the best is attack is defense, and yeah. it, I think commonly known, if you have the ball, the other team's not going to do anything to you. So, against teams that aren't good at possessing, Leeds can just play around them, score a couple goals in the beginning, and then be fine. Yeah. You know, they they they're def- they don't need a good defense then because they're the other team's rattled. Mm-hmm. But when you play a team where if you even if you get a goal, they're going to come firing on all cylinders at
1: you, and yeah. Leeds
0: is going to concede three or four and lose. Yeah,
1: but so they're out. Uh, against I don't know, Crawley Town is probably yeah, in the third third round two, something like that. Um and then yesterday uh Emil Smith Rowe came on as a sub in about like the 90th minute against Newcastle 0-0 and then in the 109th minute he scores the winner. Um eventually Aubameyang also scores to make it 2-0 but like he's been Incredible, since he's Smith Rowe, yeah, yeah, started getting more minutes. You uh, know,
0: Bu- Bukayo wasn't on the bench for that game. He could not have been subbed in. Uh, he wasn't brought to the to the ground. I don't know. I mean, maybe he wa- just to he be was resting. Game. What
1: he, he did didn't play. Didn't he? he
0: didn't get subbed in. No, I, he wasn't even on the bench. I'm fairly play? certain. I, I'm going to check this, but I'm fairly
1: certain. I feel like I saw in the celebration he like slid on his. If chest. I if
0: I get this wrong, I swear. I
1: feel like he but no no no. He like did a like a chest slide as his celebration with Smith-Rowe in the corner. Well, I mean... I feel like it was him. It might have not been, but... Um, i see here. But, yeah, so Arsenal are now, what, like, four-game four, w- four game winning streak or something like that. Uh, So they really picked that up. Is he not?
0: Yeah, right oh, there? he was, he was. Yeah, I don't know what I'm on about with that. <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> but, um, so, Bukayo was there, and yeah. Emile Smith-Rowe and Lacazette, all came on but what i was gonna say making my point which actually sums it up even better is how those three have actually changed the course of what how arsenal's performing just them and i never thought i would say alexander lacazette is part of that three but he is i mean he's i mean he is right now
1: yeah lacazette and obamian are switching roles right now. (laughs) no they actually are obamian has done nothing he scored that one goal but he had really Hasn't done anything. And then Lacazette is now scoring every game.
0: Yeah, especially, um, in, especially in the Premier League. Yeah. Yang's doing nothing. I mean, yeah. it's FA Cup, so, like, you can't really... You, performances shouldn't be based off of FA Cup. No. So, in the Prem, Yang isn't getting the business done, which is understandable. Maybe he players have off-seasons. Yeah. Players have off-seasons, off like, not off-seasons, but mm-hmm. off-seasons, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, um, where they don't play well. And, and yeah, they... I mean, hopefully we can see him back in form. I'm wondering, like, his pace is such an important part of his game, and he's getting older. I think he's, like, 31 now. Yeah. So, like, is do you think that's affecting
1: his game a lot more? Well, I never... I feel like at Dortmund he used his pace a lot more. Yeah. At, with Arse, Arsenal... He, I think he can only really use it when he's playing wing.
0: Yeah, well, but which is where he's being played at the yeah, moment. but he, he doesn't plays. score a
1: lot when he's on the wing. Yeah, so
0: and he's not making much happen. Like, Bukayo Saka, coming from a left-back position to playing right or yeah. left wing, and he's making stuff happen at every game. Jaden Sancho, for example, played yesterday. Mm-hmm. That Dortmund game was unbelievable. Yeah. Just, by the way, a little side note. If you haven't seen the highlights of the Dortmund game, go watch it. Dortmund versus yeah. Leipzig.
1: One touch, like... Sancho's first goal, and then uh, Holland's right after that, just one touch flicks yeah. and moves inside like five passes, one touch inside the attacking box, and then they score. And that's just.
0: Holl- so Holland's difficult. header goal with Sancho's cross was one of the best goals I've seen in a long time. Yeah. The, the, the original Sancho goal, it was a good goal. Like, Sancho did well finishing it. It was a good cross from Holland, and it was a good flick on from Royce. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you see that in professional football. Not often, but you see it. But I think there was seven or eight one-touch passes connected before that cross for the second goal. And then Holland gets up and finishes his dinner, which he's very good at and is normal for him. And then the final goal, which Royce just slides into his path, really nice pass, timed perfectly. Holland takes it around the keeper, looks really awkward while he's doing it. (laughs) And then celebrates even more awkwardly. Did you see his celebration? <laughs> he like he like did some waddle, but he's so big that it looked like he was just the most uncoordinated penguin yeah, it's, on it's earth. Just,
1: he's just a unit.
0: Oh my god, he did. So, he like ran over to it, and he like he always does the the celebration where he goes like this. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. And then and then after that, like Sancho comes up and pushes him, and then he starts like waddling around.
1: <laughs> he's, he's kind of odd. Like in the interviews. he's an he's, oddball. Yeah, in the interviews, he's. He just—his, like, whole demeanor is so weird because yeah. he's huge, but he's, like, kind of a jokester. Type. Yeah, he is. He is. But, yeah. I mean, I look forward
0: to seeing more of Holland in the future and that, that Dortmund side. For some reason, Dortmunds sell players and then always seem to come up with a side that's, like, somehow the same quality They or somehow better.
1: find, like, the best young player yeah, it's, again it's ridiculous. after they sold the other ones.
0: And so. Gio Reyna didn't—he started, but he and he played a game, but he didn't even contribute to the goals, really. No, he was
1: there. But like he yeah. wasn't inside. And Gio Rana like, is a
0: quality player, yeah. quality player. So I'm. Um, I mean,
1: it's crazy. Yeah. Um, but back to FA Cup. Uh, finally, finally, Sheffield get their first win of the season after a
0: very long time.
1: Uh, even though it was against Bristol Rovers, even though they conceded two, two Bristol Rovers, which
0: is extremely sad. They got. Do you know what league Bristol Rovers are in?
1: it's got to be like league two i'm
0: guessing it's league one
1: yeah um, so
0: you look up what league bristol rovers are in
1: and i mean they did it three two uh they got it done yeah and um while watching that i was thinking watch them just go on a run now watch them just just win 10 games in a that round. would be chris baller would be on a madness
0: so they say there's two, there's the FA Cup, and oh, yeah. the EFL League 1. So they're in League 1. League 1, One. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so they won in the FA Cup previously, but they're mm-hmm. in League 1. I mean, to it's, it's concede two to a League 1
1: side, <laughs> that's a tight game right there, 3-2. You know it's a League 1 side when they're playing at Bristol, and their stadium is just concrete. <laughs> there are no stands. It's literally concrete blocks around the whole yeah. thing and. I just couldn't believe my eyes. It was incredible.
0: I mean, they could, sure, they could get their form back because of that, but I I sure wouldn't be having confidence in myself if I only beat a League One side 3 2. What confidence did they have? Like, I think they'll just just be like, future confidence. Like, I don't think it would instill confidence in me if I'm a Premier League team that finished or that halfway through the season last year was looking like they could finish in the Europa League to then only beating a team 3 2 in League One when it's your first win of the season. The entire season. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. I mean, uh, that that Sheffield team. Hope I really want them to find form again, but I don't at the same time because if they find form, yeah. then Brighton's destined to get relegated. <laughs>
1: it is kind of that like <laughs> conflict. It's like oh, you hate to see it, but yeah, also, we're fine. Go yeah, go. Like yeah, win two more games and yeah. then just, just stop. Yeah, yeah. So um,
0: like, well, here's the thing. I'm okay. proposing if we get relegated. We sign Glenn Murray back. Mm. We make him the new owner of the club. Yes. We make him the new gaffer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's a player manager. Yeah, he's gonna win the Ballon d'Or
1: from <laughs> playing in the championship. Yeah, well,
0: it's possible because they have the they have the um, like points system or whatever, <laughs> right? Right, if he gets enough points, he scores like 170 goals in the championship. It's, I mean, dude bags a hat trick every game he plays.
1: I can Not see true, a, but... <laughs> I can see a hat trick every game for Glenn, but... 38-year-old beast. Yeah, uh, And then, so that was kind of it for the FA Cup, like, in terms of interesting scorelines or stories. Um, and then Burnley, this happened a week or two ago, but they... Got out uh bought out like as new owners by an American group.
0: Which is good because I hear the American group could be investing like ninety million dollars into their club, which is actually a ton of money. If they as Burnley,
1: If they buy Mbappe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but here's the thing. We we heard the same rumors about Newcastle yeah. at the beginning of the season. Now Newcastle I'm pretty sure didn't did they? I don't think they, they didn't, did no, get it, bought it out. It fell through, yeah. yeah they, didn't. they didn't actually get bought out. But like realistically, if they got bought out, they weren't buying Mbappe.
1: There's no I way. I don't know how those rumors started where it was like no Grisly, way. <laughs> Mbappe, Neymar all come into Newcastle. <laughs> like they would never move to Newcastle.
0: I I think Burnley's a little bit less desirable than Newcastle. Oh yes. So but... I'm not like I'm I'm thinking like there's no like the here's the only plus. John Dyche might get like ten or fifteen mil in the January window to spend on a player, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And they could bring in a player from like the Eredivisie and then he's gonna turn out like Ellie Razor Shahanbach, who he spent twenty two million on, <laughs> and has done nothing except score a bicycle kick against Chelsea I
1: think, last year. I think they should get um Joseph Martinez from Atlanta United. Uh uh you to mean go, Bur- you mean Burnley? Yeah. Yeah. To I mean, go with or oh with no Newcastle they should. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah Newcast because then he could go with Elmrood. Oh, right. Imagine the the partnership back.
1: They could actually do pretty well. They
0: they signed Ezekiel Barco then as well. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the front three. (laughs)
1: Atlanta United We're going to test them
0: out in the Premier League this year.
1: Uh, But, yeah, I think, I mean, Burnley are so, like, they don't spend money. They're just kind of there. So it'll be interesting to see them with money to spend. Yeah. I mean, I'm extremely curious as to what they spend
0: it on. And, I mean, if I was them, I would want a new stadium also. (laughs) It's It's really bad. It's It's really poor.
1: Uh but in terms of transfers, we have two that happened this week. Uh Ahmad Diallo from Atalanta, signed with Manchester United, and Ivorian Winger.
0: Yeah, I mean he he's played for the U twenty threes at Atalanta, bagged an assist and three goals in his last eight games when he's playing with them. But considering he went for about twenty two point five million, I think was the exact number. Um and that's Euros, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money for a U23 winger that's played only, I think, a total of 30-something minutes yeah. in the actual Serie A. So, I mean, if we're actually looking at... Uh, Man United scouts must have been on a madness. Yeah, they
1: must have scouted him for a while. on Because if it's the U23 games they're looking at, they had to have went there, yeah. scouted him for a while, and show, seen like actual potential.
0: You know, it, it reminds me of the um now i can't remember his name he's portuguese he's about 18 or 19 he came from porto he's on wolves the striker he's got longer hair oh
1: mm-hmm. silva yeah Fabio.
0: Silva. yeah fabio silva he came from porto and he's he played like seven games there and then he got signed for wolves <laughs> for like 32 million yeah it's I, it's like why are why are people it. signing unproven players yeah yeah I think much I think just prove yourself first. Yeah. I mean, they're if you have so much confidence that they're going to be so good, just let them play for a little bit longer mm-hmm. to reassure. I mean, they're they're snatching them up, but they're not getting them for cheap at all.
1: No. And I think it's cuz they're a big club. When a big club comes in, and they're like I want this player, then the smaller club's going to be like okay, it's 50 million.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like we're we're going to make you spend all of oh, the yeah, money. Oh yeah,
1: they yeah. They will always so, make here's the what I'm saying. spend money.
0: Here's what I'm saying. Manchester United spend 22.5 million euros on Amadiallo, but they aren't able to spend over $100 million on Jadon Sancho. I understand it's an extra $75 million, Yeah. But why are you wasting your money on little things when you
1: need to goal for a bigger player? I actually think it's a good move, because I would rather they, they don't need new attackers they could they want new attackers because it will make them better but right now their attack is one of the best in the premier league their defense is not so i think take that 75 million that you didn't spend on sancho and bring in like a very good defender
0: yeah i mean i suppose Uh, you could argue for that i'm just saying for their goals they clearly wanted Jaden sancho yeah so like it just doesn't seem logical to me their decision-making when they keep buying these small players. Like, since when has Dan
1: James been actually needed at Man United? Yeah. I mean, he started out with, like, four goals in three games or yeah, something. Yeah, but it, that's what this Diallo guy's
0: going to do. He's going to come. He's going to score, like, three goals. He's yeah. going to be the most hyped player in the world. Like, mm-hmm. literally quote me on that. Watch. Just watch. He's going to be the most hyped player in the world, and then he's never going to get talked about again. Yeah. Never. Not mm-hmm. once. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, I mean, that that has happened – and then the other transfer that happened is definitely one that needed to happen. I hope this player does well at Ajax, but it's Sebastian Allaire leaving uh, West Ham. I don't know why I couldn't figure that out, but <laughs> West Ham uh, yeah. for Ajax. And he he was really good in the Bundesliga before he left. That he year played with, with Frankfurt. Yeah, he played for Frankfurt, and he was extremely with Jovic. good. Yeah, with Jovic and Revich, Yeah. Really, really good team. And then they lost both Jovic and uh, Allaire, Allaire. Jovic went to a much better team, but still is having a similar experience where he's not getting a ton of time because of carrying that Yeah, they
1: both have not done very well. I feel like that was kind of an impulse year where they're like, oh, this team did well. Okay, let's buy both of their best strikers. Yep. And they both kind of flopped. I would say flopped. And I hope that uh, Alair can find his form
0: back at Ajax. I think it might be a good club for him because I feel like Ajax is one of those teams. Like, Dusan Tadic went there yeah. and found his form, you know? And yeah. if it's one of those teams where a player, like, I think their coaching staff and, like, man management is so good that they can br- get the best out of players. They just don't have the money or the reputation to actually hold the big, like, the biggest best team in the world. They're more of a development kind of club.
1: They definitely have, like, the second Mm-hmm. tier of best players yeah like todich is good van was good um you know de jong was good i mean like they developed is. him yeah, yeah. Delict was good and they developed him and sold him. so like i think they're a very solid team and it must be very fun to play for them because oh, yeah. they compete in the champions league or europa league whatever they play in and then the league i feel like is it's easy for them but i don't think it's too easy where it's kind of just boring to play yeah no totally but um, yeah, and then uh, you know, with uh Paul's article a while back about um, you know, commentators and the MLS kind of switching here. Yeah, switching gears over um, to the MLS. I did read that Alexi Lalas said that he thinks Pulisic is too good for Chelsea. He's
0: now switching back to Europe, from from yeah. a, from a MLS pundit, generally speaking, to yeah, yeah. him talking about European football, I think I can just say, Yo, Alexi. Stick to the MLS. <laughs>
1: so, I disagree.
0: You think that he is too good for the Chelsea side?
1: No, I, you disagree I disagree with him? Yeah, them. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's not... He's doing well. He he's has starting. good dribbles. He has good dribbles. Yeah, yeah totally he's bad. doing well. He's starting. But to say he's too good for them would mean he's scoring, like, every game, and he's the only one creating things. Yeah. I feel like he's playing, or he's doing... He might be, like... Showing more work ethic and everything, but I feel like Mason Mount is making more, or mm-hmm. Giroux is scoring more. Like, yeah, I well,
0: Giroud has a better scoring uh, goals per game or goals per yeah. minute or whatever. Um, and it, I mean, you can't, like, it's just not right, like, it's not correct. No, it's just not correct. No. Like, I don't know why he would th- I can see why, like, he makes a lot of chances happen. He had, he made the Tammy Abraham <laughs> chest goal happen. <laughs> Um, with his dribble, he he's made a lot of things happen through his dribbling, which has been superb. You could maybe say he's the best dribbler on that team. Yeah. A hundred percent, but he's not like, he's not too good for the team. He doesn't, like you were saying, he he gets goals every once in a while, assists every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, I, maybe you do, but I don't even consider him a consistent starter. He is a starter that doesn't play every game.
1: He's not crucial. No, but I think Frank use he, Frank has started him for the past like month i feel like yeah but yeah um and then one more thing before the quiz and we get him on i do have an interesting fact that i want you to try all right sounds good kind of a question for you um who do you think is in the top five clean sheets this year so far who do you think's number one it's tied on eight clean sheets. Edward Mendy. You're saying Chelsea have the most I'm
0: just I'm taking guesses here. Edward Mendy and then it's Rob Sanchez for Brighton. So you're going- No No <laughs> Brighton and Chelsea.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have even guessed this, so it's like actually really hard. I'm just gonna go with Edward Mendy and De Gea. It's Southampton and Aston Villa. You know,
0: I should have chosen Southampton.
1: Are tied for eight clean sheets. That's crazy. That is crazy. Chelsea are fifth. Burnley are fourth.
0: It's always Burnley that are fourth. But they're at the low Whatever. low end of the table. It's Man crazy. City
1: at third. Um, and then Leeds, Spurs, West Ham are yeah. behind that. But I thought that was incredible.
0: That is a crazy stat. But um, well, we now do have to get um, this week's contestant yes. for the fan quiz, if I can actually log into my phone to call him, uh, but this week's contestant for the fan quiz, he, uh, he DM'd us a while back about, um, about, oh wait, that's not the right, hold up, nope, why isn't it working? Uh. Um, there we go, now I got it. Um, so yeah, he dm or he DM'd us a while back about coming onto the podcast. Mm-hmm. And we said in a bit we can do that, but we're gonna, you know, have to wait. We have some things to sort out. And now we are uh we are having people onto the podcast for a fan quiz. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, James. It's great to have you. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing really well. Um so the first thing we want to ask you before we get into the quiz would be how long have you been a listener of the podcast? Um, pro- probably since you guys started the, the new page again. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I had read that your yeah. previous how something happened with it, and then you guys started again. And yeah, yeah. Kind of Perfect. Just the other day, I was listening to the Caden uh, Clark. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Awesome, <laughs> Classic. Awesome. Yeah, I mean. It was crazy that we got him on. It was awesome. Uh, Great that he was able to come on, but he had a lot of good stuff to say. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so, what local team do you support? Uh, I'm at LA Galaxy fan. Oh, nice, nice. So, I mean, this year hasn't been the best (laughs) for you you guys. Uh, It's it's been a past few years where it hasn't been the greatest. Yeah. Uh, Chicharito definitely didn't live up to the expectation (laughs) that people were thinking he would bring. Uh, and hearing that name, hearing that name gives me tears. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate scenes. Um, and then what team do you support, like, around the world? If you have, like, a Premier League team or some other top uh, five league. Premier league? team, I've always been a Man U fan. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just growing up, it, it was always Man U. I remember, you know, just growing up, my brother, like, watching uh, Ronaldo videos, he like, hey, I've seen this guy, this guy's crazy, like, yeah. no, I've never done that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. Man, but, but right now, I'm kind of rooting for leagues right now. They, they are. I uh, like Bielsa, and they are definitely a good yeah. team in the league. Very attacking. Yeah, I'm a very huge fan of Bielsa, and um, my parents are from Chile, so I support the Chilean national team, and he kind of really helped boost the, the, the players that we have right now. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, We were just talking about the, the Ahmad Diallo transfer. Did you know about that? Yeah, yeah, I was just uh, I was just reading about that uh, last night, and then tried looking for more info this morning. Yeah, he looks like a good player. Uh, we were talking about how he, he's not quite proven yet, but maybe he can turn out to be someone who they've scouted and turns into the next, like you said, Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo came to Manchester United after a yeah. scrimmage with Sporting Lisbon, where the players were just like, we need this guy on our team. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you never know, yeah, stuff I mean, can turn out like really well. happening with Man U right now it's you've got so many players where I believe that aren't really fully being utilized that well yeah you know, I, I see Pogba and I'm like this guy is such a great player when he plays with France yeah no it's true yeah it's, I think that's yeah. part- I think that's partially down to the role that Ole uses him as for the most yeah. part <laughs> yeah um but uh but we do have to get into the quiz now so uh the, our first question that we're going to go with is who is the leading goal scorer oh wait i should actually first say the rules of the quiz that's my bad i should probably <laughs> say that first um good idea yeah yeah <laughs> uh so getting into it so the the rules for the fan quiz are um you will be asked four questions from us um and If you get all four questions correct, then you will move on to the last question, which will be asked. So after your four questions, we'll tell you your score. If you get 100%, you'll move on to the final question, where if you get that correct, then you will get a free mug or t-shirt of your choice. Okay. Yeah. So getting into it, first question, we have, who is the leading goal scorer in the Premier League at the moment? Mo Salah, Min San, Bruno Fernandez, or Dom Calvert-Lewin? Your decision. You get to take whatever. <laughs> yeah. You get to take whatever you you want. Go
1: all right. Uh, all right, second question. Uh what team got relegated with Norwich City and Watford from the Premier League in the 2019-20 season, so last season? Was it Bournemouth, Aston Villa, Fulham, or Burnley? was well, the first
0: one?
1: Bournemouth. Uh, yeah, that one. Bournemouth, okay.
0: Alright, next question. What team topped the La Liga table in the 2019-20 season? Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, or Sevilla? Are we talking about previous season or two seasons? About 20, like 2019-2020, or... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so last season. So, the Real league... Madrid. Yeah, okay.
1: Um, and then final question? Uh... Who is the leading scorer in Ligue One, the French league, so far this season? Is it Mbappe, Memphis Depay, Boulaye Dia, or Barack Yelmez? Oh, um, I have to say Mbappe. All um, right.
0: So your final score was three out of four. And you oh, you no. would have you would have advanced to the final, but the first question you got one goal off. Heung-Min San has eleven and Mo Salah has twelve at the moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> unfortunate, unfortunate. It was close. So it was close. So close. I was, I was go with solid, but I was like, no, i sure last time I Yeah, the thing it's is that, that Spurs that Spurs team has done so well this year that you just wanna say it's Son. You know? Yeah. It's- the partnership between them and Kane, or Son and Kane, is just unbelievable this year. Oh, but yeah. but that is that is all we have today. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Hopefully, in another month, we can choose you again. Oh, yeah, you you'll enter. get another shot. You'll get another shot. Whether it's, it probably won't be next month because we had a few other people that wanted to. But in another month in the future, you might get another shot. And hopefully, you can come on and possibly win something.
1: Yeah, sounds
0: great. All right. See thank you, James. You. Thank
1: you for supporting. Yeah, take
0: it easy. Yeah, you too. Bye all right well that's it wraps up the quiz we've had a lot of camera trouble so sorry to <laughs> this might look very bad but. i mean no it won't look horrible but we've had a lot of camera trouble towards the latter half of this as we went back to an old camera for some reason and then um like lots of different stuff so we're we're gonna we wanted a little bit of better quality but you guys it, it's better quality if you can at least see us the whole time which would happen... That is better than (laughs) no camera. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, in this one, there might be times when our camera cuts out, and we apologize for that. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you get the whole package no matter what. You get the whole package no matter what. So, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you're listening on Patreon right now, you can watch some of it, but you might want to... I mean, you've already listened to the whole thing. That doesn't really (laughs) affect it at all. Um, But... Thank you for listening. We will see you guys next week. The week after next week, I will be gone. So we will be doing a Zoom version of the podcast. Same quality yes. on the audio, same quality on everything. It'll just be two cameras instead of one, and we're going to have a sick backdrop. Yes. Just just to, just Look to sum forward. it up. Just to sum it up. Glenn Murray hand on the head, Ralph Hasenhugel with the
1: Champions League trophy, and Hassani Dotson with the Ballon d'Or.
0: Have you ever heard a better combination?
1: So look forward to that. Exactly. And
0: we'll Uh, see you. Yeah, we will see you guys next episode. So hopefully you guys have a good week and peace.